Praise God. Well, I'm glad to have Brother Savala back with us again this weekend. What a revival we've been having. What a revival we've been having. Amen. The saints of God are being revived. Amen. And I hope that your mind's made up. We're going to stay revived. Hallelujah. We're not going back. We're not even looking back. Amen. Jesus said, no man having put his hand to the plow and looketh back is even fit for the kingdom. Now, that doesn't mean you can't become fit, but it means you're not fit while you're looking back. You got to keep your eyes straight forward. You got to look toward the prize. Amen. If you're going to do the work for God, praise God. Amen. Amen. We're going to stay revived around here. Hallelujah. We're glad Brother Savala's here. I want him to come. Just take his liberty once again. So glad that you're here. God bless you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Why don't we just tell the Lord how much we love him for a few moments here right now. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Come on, just tell him how much you love him. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord God, for your blood. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for loving us while we were yet sinners. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. I always, I just get excited when you start talking about the oneness of the Lord and who Jesus is, who God is. Amen. That was the big question in the Old Testament. I want to know you. And, and God became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. Paul said, who art thou, Lord? That's the same question they've been asking since the Old Testament. And the Lord said, I'm Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. But the same folks who want to divide God up, they never seem to divide up the devil. There's there's just as many titles for the devil. Amen. There's Lucifer. There's devil. There's Satan. There's dragon. The old serpent. And they they don't have any problem with thinking there's one devil, but they want three gods. That's the problem with the world. Amen. They want a whole bunch of gods, but they just want one devil. You can't have it. Amen. Only one God. Amen. His name is Jesus. Sits high above. Amen. Praise God. Well... I'm not going to stop there. Amen. That excited some of y'all. Lord bless you. And hadn't probably thought on it that wise, but, uh, first Thessalonians, first Thessalonians chapter five. And, uh, we read this verse here Tuesday night. I didn't intend to come back to it. Uh, but we're going to jump off in a different direction than when we were Tuesday. And I told pastor, I apologize for coming up to prayer late and uh, thank God for all of God's people that, that, uh, are on time and, and and come and get things ready in prayer. But I felt bad. I, if anybody ought to be on time, it ought to be this preacher. I mean, it's not like I got a long trip, you know. Uh, I just got, I don't know, 16, 17 steps. But I was on my way to come and be in time for prayer, and, and the Lord moved on me in another direction. So I had to sit down and write down some a few notes and thoughts. And so I, I told the pastor, I said, you ever have that happen? I said, there's times I'm walking... I'm, I'm ready. And he said, man, he said all the time. I said, well, thank God. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, we're going to go a little bit of a different direction. I don't know who all this will be for today. To some of us, this will just be uh, a, a, a rehashing. And I'm certain that uh, my, my, my prayer in almost every service, you know, the Bible says the word of the Lord is like a hammer. It says it's like a sword. It's like bread. It's like water. 
there's there's many things that the word of the Lord is. And my prayer is that when the word of God is preached, whatever someone needs the word to be for that service, that's what it will become. So there are some here that the word today will be like a rock. It may even be a rock of offense. The Bible said that the word of God, the things of God sometimes trip people up. It becomes an offense to them. Uh, it can be a rock that you throw yourself upon. Uh, it can be a sword, and in that a double-edged sword, and, and that denotes even a surgical-type instrument, two-sided, that it would be able to discern the difference between the, the body, the soul, and the spirit, and so forth. It may be bread for you today. It may be something that's going to nourish you, and my prayer is that uh, that would take place. Uh, and But I do understand that... Uh, some of this will be uh, a, a rehearsing of things that's known full well by many here. and uh, But there are, the, the Lord wouldn't have moved on me in the way that he did uh, unless it's for some certain individuals. And so we want to we want to look into the word of the Lord. Verse 23, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And the very God of peace, everyone say God of peace. Sanctify you wholly, that means entirely, to complete perfection. Complete perfection. Amen. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask you to help us over the next little while this morning. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for your people. Thank you, God, for the sweet atmosphere that is here. Confirmation of your spirit. We love and praise you. Lord, touch every one of us. God, you see all of the different needs of the even physical bodies that are here. You see those, Lord, struggling. God, with sleep, Lord, after being awake for much of the night. Some working, oh Lord. Others, oh God, just waking up. You see, oh Lord, the physical needs of sickness and ailments. I pray, God, your spirit, Lord, would help all of us here today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I do not yet have a title, but I'll, I'll make one up before we're done. Uh, and so the scripture said, I am the very God of peace, the very God of peace. Sanctify you wholly. Sanctify you wholly. Peace brings, true peace brings sanctification. True peace always involves with it a holiness. To it. it is sacred. Uh, it means so much to the individual that they are willing to do anything they can to have a little bit of peace. To keep that peace. The scripture lets us know that this, that God is a God of peace. Praise God. Amen. I thank God that when I got the Holy Ghost, I got the God of peace. Amen. I said, I got the God of peace. I'm just going to preach for a little while this morning on peace. Somebody say peace. There you go. There's a title for you. Peace. Amen. Peace. There's some folks in the middle of a chaotic world. In the middle of fear and doubt and all of the things, the confusion that's going on in our world. God wants his people to know. That there is peace, a reservoir of peace that some of us may not have ever tapped into, but you can do it in the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. In the midst of a wicked and perverse generation where they're running all over the place trying to defend themselves, trying to hide themselves, trying to do all kinds of stuff. Uh, There's a church that says, you know what? Uh, In the midst of all of the storms, well, let me just throw this out. I was thinking about this. The Bible said Jesus was on the, on the boat. And, uh, and we know the story full well. And he's on the boat. He's going to sleep and a storm arises. And the disciples, they got Jesus on the boat, but they don't know Jesus. They know of him, but they really never realized who he was and what they had on that boat. If they really had realized, they wouldn't have worried too much about it. Now, that's easy for us to preach because we ain't in the storm. We know the, we know the whole outcome. They went waking Jesus up. Now that'll preach for us today in the midst of our storm where we know Jesus is. Let's get to it. Amen. Why don't you stop trying to bail yourself out of your own storm and just start calling on Jesus? Why don't you stop doing all the things that the world resorts to and just say, God, in the midst of this, I know you're on the boat. Now the world can't say that, but those that are filled with the Holy Ghost, God, I I don't know where everything's going to lead. And when I don't know what to do in the midst of my circumstance, I'm going to lean on your divine providence. Now some here, when I preach something like this and it's talked about and you get excited or I get excited about it, some folks have never really understood that. And sometimes the younger you are, it's hard to understand some of those things. Uh, and and you'll, you'll say amen because it's right and you feel it's right. But there's some of you, if you really examined your life, even as a young person, you'll look back and you can see where God brought peace into your life. Don't ever take those times for granted because those are the building blocks for greater things that's going to come down the road. And when a child passes away or a child backslides or or a family begins to fall apart and you're doing everything you can to live for God. And man, there was this little thing over here that happened years ago. I can go back over there and say, God, if you gave me peace then, you can give me peace right now. Oh, I'll tell you how important peace is. Let me just, let me just give you a few. This is what I had to go in and write down. Genesis 41 and 16. You can throw that up there if you want to. Genesis 41 and 16. Now this was without the Holy Ghost being given. This is, this is without, uh, without knowing who Jesus is. And, and this is, this is a man named Pharaoh. Pharaoh isn't known for being a good guy to God's people. Pharaoh has, matter of fact, uh, it is, it's Joseph that is in, uh, captivity. He's the first of them to go into captivity, uh, of a great sort here with Pharaoh. And, and, uh, and so, matter of fact, he is in captivity in this portion of the story. Uh, and Pharaoh has a dream and Pharaoh can't figure out what the dream means. And, and, uh, and there's two guys that, uh, that, uh, one's a baker and the other one's the, the, uh, Oh, who's that wine taster? Um, and, and so they, uh, they remember Joseph and Joseph, uh, comes and he goes and grabs Joseph and says, come on, I, I heard you can interpret, uh, the dreams. And notice what Joseph says. Joseph says, God will give Pharaoh, Genesis 41, 16. Those of you that are wanting to know where I'm at, him. Genesis 41, 16. And God said, Joseph said to Pharaoh, God, 
will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. If God's willing to do that for somebody that is an idolater, that somebody uh, that doesn't even serve him. But because uh, there is somebody that does serve God in the picture. Oh, I want to be a witness. I want to tell, I want to do something for God. Then why don't you let God use you in the world? And instead of being the cause to bring disruption, let somebody come and say, I ain't got an answer. Yeah, but you've been bad to me. You've got me in captivity. Look at all the bad things you do. He could have said it, but he didn't. He said, let me just tell you something. I can't do it, but I got a God. He's going to give you an answer of peace. God's interested uh, even in Pharaoh. The Bible says to do good to them that despitefully use you. <laughs> well, I ain't going. There'd be a whole lot more peace in the world if folks didn't worry about getting back. All this defending of myself. I get a kid. Man, I, peace. I got to stick with peace. Answer of peace. An answer of peace. How you answer people. Makes a big difference on what type of peace you have, what type of witness that you are. The very God of peace sanctify you, set you apart. You want peace? You got to be set apart to the things of God, not just standards. I, I had I had some folks. I, they forgot what God brought them out of, and so they serving God two or three years. And all of us, they forgot where we, where my wife and I found them. We forgot where God dug them out of. And now all of a sudden they become into, they, they swung, they were so loose morally and everything that they swung all the way. I mean, when they got, when they got what we call holiness and separation, I mean, they embraced it all, but it became their security blanket. They forgot about peace. They forgot about all. It's just what I look like now on the outside. And, and and in one case, I don't know if anybody else hears, but in one case, the lady she's been a stripper. So so you understand. I mean, when she came all the way back over here on this side, woo, boy, I, I got the Holy Ghost. Look, but she forgot where everybody else was, and that the vast majority of those people had never been where she was. They were somewhere in the middle. But now all of a sudden, look at how holy I am. And nobody could really approach her. Her definition of peace was telling everybody what they're doing wrong. Her definition of peace was, look how look how different I am from you. That ain't the definition of peace. The definition of peace is I've got a great God. And what he did for me, I was undeserving. I didn't have any stake in this. But what he has done for me means so much. I decided to sanctify myself over here. And I ain't any better than anybody else. God, don't ever let me forget where you brought me from. Oh, uh, let me retain the peace that comes from being filled with the Holy Ghost. And even while I preach this sometimes, uh, folks will be, yeah, I agree, but you wish you, you wish you could get it into them. Oh, right. uh, no, 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 I, I, I gotta come back over here. I didn't know I was gonna get it on. Okay, Job 22, 21. Job said, acquaint thyself with him. 
acquaint thyself with him and be at peace. Acquaint. Everyone say acquaint. That's not like the way we use it. Acquaintance. I know them. The word acquaint there in the Old Testament means to submit. Submit yourself to him. And because I'm submitted to him, peace comes. Folks have a hard time sometimes living for God because they're really never submitted to God. They think their only degree of submission is to the pastor and they have even problems with that. But if I'm submitted to God, everything else will fall in line. If I'm not submitted to God, oh, I wish everybody could preach right now. Because it's so funny when you preach and you can tell. Right about the time you start to touch stuff, folks will start kind of getting a little look. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little smirk. I've had, I had one guy actually cross his arms and laugh at me uh, for several services. And, uh, and and that, that ended up being a bad deal. I'm not going to get into today, but but uh, I've, I've seen all kinds of stuff. It's just it's lots of fun. Everybody ought to preach, just to have the experience of seeing what what's coming back at you. Amen, folks. That, folks that know submit. The one the reason why some don't have peace. Peace. I'm talking about a condition of peace, not just momentary peace. Not just peace that comes because my bills are paid or peace because I got a car or peace because I got something. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about peace that no matter what's going on. Some folks, they, they live in drama. All the drama queens and kings. Always something going on in their life. And it's unfortunate when it happens in Pentecostal places. I get a kick out of the devil's always fight. You know, years ago when I was a kid, I used to, I remember there was some, and I realized it was, but they used to say stuff like this. Folks would say, oh, boy, they really danced and shouted tonight to God. Woo, they're getting ready to go through a trial. They say stuff like that. I thought, well, I don't want to be dancing and shouting. I got enough trials without it. If that's an indicator of a, of a trial, I ain't doing it. And it make no sense to me. No wonder folks didn't want to worship God. And really, they was afraid they had a blow. Well, they got a blow. Oh, the devil getting ready to come. Well, why? I ain't doing that. I got enough problems without doing it. <laughs> when you're submitted to God, now there's troubles going to come to everybody. God will play. It's kind of funny. Some folks say, oh, God, I want to do something for you. I want to. And so God will put you in a situation where you can do something. And then what do we do? We run to lean on the flesh. We're going to operate uh, super spiritual stuff. Devil's always fighting me. Mm. Well, I got battles. And I may not be a spiritual son because I don't, I don't look at the devil fighting me all that much. I got enough problems with Joseph Allah. You know, the Bible lets us know that the veil into the holiest of all, there was a veil there. And the veil was typical of what? Flesh. There's a whole lot of folks ain't never been through their flesh. Don't start blaming super spiritual experiences on things and you ain't never been through the flesh. Hey, say, Elder, it's like, like, 
I may have used this in, I don't know how long I've been here, a couple months now. And uh, y'all are about to be delivered, so somebody ought to say praise the Lord. And uh, and so nobody did. <laughs> well, amen, God bless you. And so anyways, uh, I had a fellow come, boy, he was just real spiritual. Oh, pastor, pray for me. The devil's fighting me. I got a, I got a thorn in the flesh. Hmm, I'm serious. I said, so you've been to the third heaven? Mm-mm. Oh, I said, well, brother, you've seen things that you that can't be uttered, you know, because of of that those visions and and things that God sent that to you. Uh-uh. I said, well, you ain't got a thorn in the flesh; you just got a thorn. <laughs> said, just flesh. That's all you got. Don't spiritualize. Oh, I I wrestle with this, and I re- don't don't spiritualize. You just got flesh. Well, praise God. Now you you break through your flesh and get victory over theirs your flesh. Now you can talk about demonic things coming against you, but usually that ain't what it is. It sounds good because if I can put it all off on the devil, then I don't have any personal submission to God. Then I make everything. Oh God, uh, take this away. Oh God, deliver. Oh God, uh, well. I didn't know I was going to get into all that. I didn't know I was going to get in. Acquaint thyself with him. When I'm submitted to him, then I don't have a whole lot of fears. When they do pop up, all right, God, I'm, I'm submitted to you. You're going to have to handle this. Instead of, no, 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 no. all right, on next verse. Isaiah 26 and 3, just, just put these up there. Isaiah 26 3. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed. It's centered. It's, 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 it's enamored. That's all that I want. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. The reason why folks don't, don't have peace, their mind ain't stayed on it. No more about politics. No more about what the neighbors are doing. No more about what family members are doing. No more about what all kinds of stuff's happening all around, everywhere else. But my mind's not fixed on Jesus. And, and when it is, it's just a vent. Jesus, I'm just going to tell you all my problems, but I want to keep them. Oh, there's folks that do that. Oh, they'll, they'll tell God all their problems. It's kind of like when folks over the years now, I, I, I didn't pastor that long. Pastor's a real pastor. I'm, I'm a, I was a temporary pastor, but, but I, I'd have folks come in and it, it would, it would, it would, it would, it would make me laugh in a sad way. Cause you ever talk to somebody and you knew when you was talking to him, it was like talking to that wall. Okay, so they would come in and they would they would they would say, Pastor, what do you think about boom 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 boom? And as soon as I started talking, you could see like a waltz. I, I would, they 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 are they came in there knowing what they was going to say and what they was going to do, and and they would just their mind was stayed somewhere else. It's like it's like some gr- a group of folks that came to Jeremiah one time, and they told Jeremiah, uh, no, it was Ezekiel, and uh, and they went to Ezekiel and they said, "We want you to get a hold of God for us." 
And God told Ezekiel, said, they don't know they don't. I ain't answering them nothing. Because they, they've already made up their mind on what they want to do. I'm not giving them an answer. You just give them a curse. That's in your Bible. Jeremiah did the same thing. It, it's, it's in your Bible. When people come, see, their, their, their mind's not stayed on Jesus. They'll talk about Jesus. Oh, I, I want, I want the word of the Lord. Oh, it's, it's interesting to me in church services. Oh, how many want to hear from the Lord tonight? Oh, and then when the word, oh. Well, you, you only say that because he does this over here and they do that over there and, and somebody told him about this over here. You know, I, I'm going to be my own priest. I'm going to be the priest of my house. But man, as, as long as the word is massaging your ego, as long as though, as long as it's, it's, it's helping your confused, confused state to remain, then you like that word. And when I say you, it may be for somebody here or not. I don't know. I, I didn't know all this was coming with these few things. So Lord bless everybody. If you want to have perfect peace with God, you keep your mind stayed upon him. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Well, here's what I think about the situation. You better be careful about what you think. If it doesn't align with the scripture, it's going to get us in trouble. Well, is God really concerned about a vehicle? Is God really concerned about this? Oh, you better believe. I'd pray about houses. The Bible said in everything. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Now, I know some folks can get carried away. I have heard of a story of a lady that stood at her front door with the laundry back in the days when they would go out and wash it and hang it. And she stood there and prayed if it was the Lord's will for her to do laundry. Now, folks, there are some things you don't necessarily have to pray about for that. It is the will of the Lord for you to be clean. It's the will of the Lord for you to have proper hygiene. Those are all good things. Now, when it becomes idolatrous to you, that's a whole different deal. Most of the time you don't run into that. But that's a whole, anyway. Man, I'm telling you, this is, I, I'm sorry, this is what I got, folks. Isaiah 9 and verse 6. Isaiah 9 and verse 6. The Bible said Jesus is the, the, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. We say, well, we believe in one God. We got the revelation of who Jesus is. And I got the Holy Ghost. Uh, that if you got it, you ought to have peace in your home. Uh, and peace in your heart. Well, praise God. There's going to be come, there's going to be sometimes there's an argument going to come and, and unruly children are going to hunt, come and, and there's going to be some things. Uh, and it's then that you say, Hey, we need to pray. Uh, we need to find out what's going on. We need the Prince of Peace. We got the Holy Ghost. Uh, I got the Holy Ghost. Uh, we don't need all kinds of counseling and books from way out yonder somewhere. Uh, we have the Prince of Peace. Uh, let's get him involved uh, in what we're doing. And as I'm preaching, now I do know, I understand some of this. I'm, I'm rehearsing stuff that some know full well. It's just, 
how do I say it? You just don't put it into practice. Some like the touches of peace. Somebody said this way. They said, excellence is attainable right now. Peace is attainable right now. Excellence is attainable right now. All I got to do is begin to pray. I can feel the peace of God. But if I want to walk in peace, that's a maintenance process. That's a, that's a daily process of allowing the Prince of Peace to reign in my heart. Some have been marked because of family experiences and relational experiences. And right now, right now, you're disqualifying someone. I said, because Brother Saval, you ain't never been there and you don't know. And so, and so you go ahead and run along in your unbelief and run along in the chaos in those particular corners of your mind and then wonder why you're not effective for the Lord like you want to be. It's kind of like, you know, if you want to know how to raise children or have a successful marriage, ask single people and those that don't have children. I mean, it's, and it's the same way in the things of God. Some of the best pastors in the world have never pastored anything. Some of the best people that know how to do outreach have never won a soul to God. And so they'll, but they'll tell you all that they know. Some of the best people that have, they just, people that know what they, what they really are, are those are professional nitpickers. They are the people that know how to, how to detract from everything but not build anything see it's very easy to modify something that's built it's very difficult to build things so it's much easier for me to rearrange my prejudices and rearrange my likes and dislikes rather than it is to pull it down in the power of the holy ghost and say i'm just going to let the prince of peace reign I'll just let him reign. But you don't understand. That's not how I was raised. That's not. That, now, I'm talk, what I'm talking about here is much bigger. There's folks here. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And if there's a whole lot of other sinners, I may or may not preach what I'm preaching right now. But I do know that I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost. And so what I'm preaching to is much deeper right now than just getting the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues a little bit, shouting and dancing. What I'm talking about right now is what keeps people strong and not just coming to church. Not just in church and, well, I'm a warm body and thank God for all that. And I understand you got all, within all of this, you have other dynamics. You have, you have the dynamics. What is it, pastor? Uh, of, 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 you got two, two, uh, different levels of people that, uh, in, in, in the seat in, with talents and, and, and you got one that yields 20 and one that's 50 and 100 and all of that. I understand you got all that. But why in the world would, if all I am is a one-talent person, why in the world wouldn't I want to be the best one-talent person in the world? Why, would I, why wouldn't I want to try and make it two talents? If I can't be five, I'm going to try and be two. But instead, a lot of times it's full. Well, I got the Holy Ghost, I got a little bit of talent. And I'm going to go bury it in the earth. The man didn't go and sin. 
but he buried it in the earth. He buried it in the flesh. He buried it in things that aren't going to be profitable. Why? Because risk. Investing, the scripture said, you ought to at least put put what I gave you in the bank. Because you'd at least got a little bit of interest out of it. You'd at least had a little bit of extra something to go along with the little bit of peace I gave you. But you're not interested in that. And so, and you're afraid to risk. That's what investing is. You could have went and invested it. You could have went and trade. He said trading. Trading it. But it, it implies risk. And so I, I don't want to. I don't want to risk anything, and, and I don't want to go beyond what I have experienced. I'm okay with the pastor telling me if I can just get the sleeve length right and the skirt right and the and this right, and if I can do this right, then I'm okay. But don't talk to me about my mind. Don't talk to me about changing the inner parts of my spirit that will bring true peace. Don't talk to me about that, man. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The Prince of Peace. But see, the Prince of Peace. Uh, he's the king in my life, really. Well, is he the Prince of Peace in your life? Or do you just want enough Holy Ghost to talk in tongues a little bit uh, and feel little, little goosebumps? And, and I got my little thing over here, and then I'm going to walk out the door, and nobody bothers me. Don't, don't just, I'll just show up to church and thank God for all of that. But God's not interested in just folks that are just going to show up. He wants folks holy, holy, sanctified uh, in their mind uh, and in their spirit uh, and in their bodies. And he does sanctification, folks, through peace. Through peace. Jesus said in John 16, 33, in me, you can have peace. In Jesus. We want Jesus interested in what we're doing. Maybe it ought to be the other way around. Maybe I'd have more peace really being invested in what he's doing. Not how the world operates, but what he's doing. Ephesians 6.15 says we should have our feet shod with the gospel of peace. The ability to witness. The ability. But it's a gospel of peace, Brother Andrew. It's not a gospel that's griping and complaining. It's not a gospel that's looking for what everybody else is doing wrong. It's a gospel that understands the world's in sin. Let me just tell you what. The world's in sin, whether or not they got a I love you Jesus bumper sticker and they go to church but they're not filled with the Holy Ghost or they're the, the worst gang banger or heavy metal rock dude or country singer in the world. See, I throw all that in there because some folks just think, oh, it's just, it's just gangbanger. Boy, they really need God. What about the country music folks? Hallelujah. Yeah. Them Dixie Chicks or whatever they're called now. Change their names because they're so, they're so timid and afraid. Man, no, I ain't got time for all that. Spirit. All them folks, they need the Holy Ghost. They need the gospel of peace. But if I'm wearing the gospel of peace, Brother Andrew, and the way that I present the gospel of peace is, man, I don't like what you're doing, and you know what? You're going to hell. That's not going to bring very much peace to their situation. Well, I'm just going to pray until the Lord leads me. Well, I don't have to pray too much about that. 
You just go. Matt, do you realize that in the scripture, there is not one verse that says to pray for the harvest? There's not a verse in there. He said, pray that the Lord would send forth labors. There's a lot of folks who want to pray about something. What they're really doing, they're, they're using that as a checkmate not to do things. Well, uh, I, you're going to have to straighten all this out, I guess, when I'm doing this. This is going over like a flock of dogs in a bathtub right now. I just, I just, well, I'm, I'm going to pray about it. I, I'm, I'm, they'll, they'll spend their whole life praying and never doing. Watch and pray and do. Amen. <laughs> the gospel of peace. If you have your feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Everyone say your feet. When you put something on your feet, that means you're going somewhere, right? Yeah, we'll go somewhere with the gospel of peace then. If, if God, all he, all he intended for you to do was just to be saved yourself, he wouldn't put feet, he wouldn't put shoes on your feet. It'd been the slippers of the gospel. Sit back, prop your feet up, just pray about it. Well, I just, oh, no, he gave you the peace to take out to the world. In this world, you're going to have turmoil. There's going to be trial and tribulation. But I'm rooted and grounded in the gospel of peace. So everywhere I walk, I got peace. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I hope somebody gets a hold of this. I just, I don't have time for that one. The gospel of peace, my feet are shod. Walking. Wherever I walk, the safest place in the world. I'm not, this isn't conceived. I'm just telling you folks. When I walk into a Walmart, when I walk into a mall, when I get into a plane, the safest Walmart in the world is when I walk into it. All these folks, let me, I'm just gonna throw this out here and keep on going. I know we live in a world everybody's everybody's packing, everybody's got bullets and guns, and and and, and I get a kick out because I got friends and you got friends, missionaries and all. They they can't carry anything, so they got to really trust on Jesus, where we just talk about it. And so, uh, and so, anyways, God bless everybody. But I had a guy come in. I was preaching at a service. At a, it was a one night deal, and. Uh, I was on my way I was with another pastor we were traveling through. He said, hey, we're going to stop at this service. And so the pastor said, well, you got an evangelist? Let him preach. And so, so they had me preach. And, and there was this guy who was coming down, and, and he was a nice, nice-dressed guy. And he'd come, he'd, he'd worship and praise God a little bit, but he, he kept coming to this one place, and he'd stop. And, and so I asked the pastor, I said, what, has he got the Holy Ghost? I said, no, he's been praying for the Holy Ghost for, I can't remember, it's been a while. I said, oh. I said, uh, is he repented? Do you know him? Oh, brother, he really, he really, he's repented. And I mean, he's a good guy. He's a, he's a detective. I said, oh. I said, is he packing? He said, yeah. I said, that's his problem. He said, really? I said, mm-hmm. So I went to the guy. I said, you packing? He said, yeah. I said, go and take the gun off. I said, because you're in a sanctified place. This is a holy place up here. I said, you want the Holy Ghost? You ain't going to bring your weapons in the place where the Prince of Peace is. 
Now, some folks would get mad. Some of you right now probably disagree with that. I don't care. He left. He went, took over. He came back up and within five, ten minutes got the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. They carried the dude out talking in tongues. I'm going to tell you what, if you live in a spirit of fear and you're walking around, well, I wonder if this is going to happen and how that's going to happen. I am an apostolic one God. I am a child of the King. Whatever happens to me, God will have allowed it to happen. Now, I'm not walking, now, Pastor, I'm not walking around looking for trouble. I'm not going to go into great, terrible areas just to see how much Holy Ghost I got. That's dumb. But let me tell you something. If the Holy Ghost told me, said, I want you to, I got souls over there. I want you to go in there, which I have done that. I walked in one place in Louisiana. Now, I don't know, thank God you all got a mixed crowd here. There is a white church and, and, and they were trying to integrate. But I was told by the pastor, I said, man, I said, you know what, man, I, I wish, I said, listen, man, I was raised in the hoods. I said, I ain't, only thing they can do is beat me up, kill me. I went over, whole group of them sitting over here. Some good, good black folk. They looked at me. Now, they thought I was crazy when I walked up. I was dressed like this, too. I walked up. Now, you all know. I walked up, and I said, what's happening? They looked at me. Where are you from? <laughs> I said, man, I said, well, at that time, I was born and raised in California. I said, or not born, I was raised in California. You ain't from around here, man. Have a seat. Sat down. They're drinking their beer. Man, what do you do? I'm a preacher. Oh, and my mama had the Holy Ghost. When they came into that church and got the Holy Ghost, there's a whole lot of folks. I ain't going over there unless I'm. Pa- I ain't going in the barrio over there. I ain't going over there. I'm gonna. I, I, I'm just gonna tell you something. You got to fall in love with people and the peace of God. What I have is more powerful than anything else in this world. And when you show up and people realize, I love everybody, and God loves everybody, there's a peace. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it makes folks, when you talk about Mexican, uh, I don't care what it is. Now we got, well, if it's a woman or a man, what about homosexuals? I ain't afraid of them either. I've seen God pull them out. I've seen God deliver some of them. I'm going to tell you the bottom line for their deliverance is the same as ours. You got to submit and say, God, I ain't ever going back to that. And there has to be a people of God that's secure enough in the peace of God that nothing's going to rattle them. I don't care what sin you're out of. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've been. I don't care what color. I don't care how much money. I don't care nothing except the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Oh, thank God. I'm going to tell you what, church. This, you look around. Just everybody look around. This is a microcosm of the kingdom of God. Every nationality. What we got here? When my wife was here, she Puerto Rican. I had a, I was in Mississippi. It cracked me up. We was doing a, we was doing a, they asked me to do a youth, a, a, a youth deal, uh, preach a youth. I, no, I was, I was too, too young, to, too old to preach it in the evening service. They gave me the, the morning teaching and uh, I had a blast. 
I did a question and answer session. Mississippi. I had a question said, Brother Saul, how does God feel about mixed marriages? <laughs> I started laughing. I said, honey, stand up. <laughs> they all turned around, looked, looked at my wife, looked at me. I said, well, we're here preaching. I said, I think that's about how God feels about it. <laughs> Only people that have problems, well... This church, what you have going on here, said, man, we ain't got a lot of folks. Oh, you got enough. There's a spirit of revival that anybody can walk in out of them doors. And all they got to do is look around and say, this is a church where the peace of God reigns. This is a church where everybody's welcome, where there are no big eyes, there are no little use. Oh, let me tell you something. When the flesh gets involved, when the flesh gets involved, Pastor, you'll have some of that come to a church. Oh, there's some what I'm preaching. Some of what I've said's made some folks uncomfortable. And the reason why is because there is a little bit of flesh. You get us out of the spirit and out of peace, we're going to have an uprising in the flesh. But that's why you have a man of God. That's why you have a preacher. That's why you have somebody that comes and says, here's what the Bible said. Here's what the word of God says. We got to have peace in our minds and in our spirits. Well, let's love the Lord together right now. God. God, you alone know and understand all thoughts. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. 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 Some are so... You have such a a dearth or small amount of peace that you you would have a hard time in some of the places that I've been. My wife and I went to go teach a Bible study one time. A guy stopped me. I was doing a paint job in town. He stopped me. Spanish fella. He said, you need any workers? I said, no, not right now. He said, well, you're different. He said that was right off. I said, well, what do you do? I said, I pastor a church. He said, man, he said, would you, do, do you visit anybody? He said, love to come visit you, man. Set up a time with him. My wife and I get over there. He has no shirt on, short. His wife's wearing, she was, she was, uh, she was amply built. And, uh, and uh, she was wearing slightly more than her husband was. And that's what we walked into. He got a can of beer. Bless God, I'm going to walk in there and everything's going to stop. I ain't interested in all that. Let him smoke. I'm allergic to smoke. Then either don't get involved in it or if you get there, don't say anything to him about it. Well, praise God. That's their environment, not mine. But you let peace walk in there. And it wasn't long. I got my little wife. 
and we're just there. Matter of fact, my daughter was with me. She she remembers this. She she went over, took their two little kids over, playing over in the. It wasn't the cleanest house. She's got her kids. My my daughter, when she got old enough, she realized that was her duty. When we went to go do Bible study, she'd take the kids over in a corner somewhere. She'd go play with them. Well, I don't want my kid. I don't. I'm gonna tell. You, that's why she's a soul winner today. And that's why she's involved in things today. And I know she could backslide tomorrow. There ain't no guarantee. I understand that. I hope she doesn't. But if she does, I'll kick her. So God bless everybody. I'm just telling you, I know. I, I've told her since she was a kid. There ain't no guarantee you're going to live for God. you got to fall in love with this like your mom and daddy did. And you got to fall in love with it every day. Because it's a prince of peace. It's a daily walk with God. I want the peace of God every day. If I go without her today, man, God, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been... And so the Holy Ghost, we're, we're just walking in shoes of peace, man. Before that Bible study's over, both of them are crying and weeping. Next Bible study, oh, it was almost similar, but there was a little bit more clothes on. We didn't say nothing. They felt peace. They felt something different. And when they both got the Holy Ghost in the same service, and we baptized them a few weeks later, they became instrumental in that church's revival. For several years. Why? Because I decided to put the shoes of peace on. Rather than a little bit of peace. You know there's some folks. You're trying to wear one shoe of peace. And another shoe of the world. You're trying to. You're trying to approach things of God. With a worldly understanding. The things of God ain't never built for worldly understanding. You do that, you're going to end up, you're going to end up where, where 1 Corinthians here, chapter 14. It's our next verse. 1 Corinthians, I, I got to get done. 14, verse 33. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Put that up there if you would, brother. Thank you for, for following along. If I'd known her in advance, I probably would have got you the verses. So forgive me. Thank you for, for God is not the author of confusion. You live your life in confusion. You live your life in a state of always, well, I wonder if I'm going to be saved. Let me just tell you something. If you're going to live for God any length of time, there are some things that ought to just be foregone conclusion. You ought to know where you're going to be every church service day for the rest of your life. Oh, see, that brings peace. What are you doing Sunday? I'll be in church. Well, we're going to be coming. I'm going to tell you something. You'll have family members come over in the middle of the day, especially new converts, right about when they start really getting tight with God. Boy, it would be amazing all the opportunities that come that never happened before. It's just true. All of a sudden, family members, they never visit. They never come over on Sunday. All of a sudden, they want to come over and have dinner. And that, well, don't you want some family time? Well, where were you the last six years when I wasn't going to church? No, we're going to go to church. You hang out at the house, unless you can't trust them to steal something, you hang out in the yard. But you hang out here at the house, we're going to church for two or three years or two or three hours, we'll be back. We'll come back, have good fellowship, but it ain't getting in the way of church because God means too much. That's where I go to get my mind right. That's where I go to get my shoes shined. That's where I go to make sure I got the right fit, man. I got the peace of God because I don't want confusion. There ought to be things in your life that are determined. I'm going to pay my tithes and offerings. I'm going to be involved in what the church is doing. 
I'm going to live for God to the best of my ability every day. If I fall down, I'm going to get up and keep on living for God. But whether or not I'm going to be in church is not an option. That's a state of confusion. See, those are things that ought to be just nailed down. But then there comes a whole other set of stuff, which is really what I'm addressing today, is the stuff that people have. They've nailed those things down. But other areas in their life that bring chaos. Oh, I talk in tongues, but I still have problems with this over here. Well, I still have, still got confusion in my mind and spirit. I, I, I fight depression. I fight, I fight oppression. I, I, I just, I, I'm a negative person. There's some folks, I mean, they, they talk in tongues. And you can say, man, what a great service there was. And then so, man, there we had five get the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah, boy, it was great. I wonder how many of them are going to stick. Behind every silver cloud, uh, yeah, behind every silver cloud, they see the dark, dark lining. So, whoa, whoa, whoa look at the sunrise. Yeah, it's going to rain. Some folks, they live for God. That's not the will of God. Well, praise God. Okay. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Young people, some of you, some of you fight that, especially, especially young when you're growing and you got all the stuff going on with the body. And you want to be accepted and you want to look cool and all of the stuff that goes on. That's all normal stuff, folks. Sometimes some of us have problems with it because we forgot. Don't ever get too old that you can't relate some way to young people. And forgot where, where all those things were. Well, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised that or read a book. Figure out some way. I'm not just being, I'm telling you the truth. There's no, I mean, you, there, there's folks that they have developed. I'm, I'm talking about apostolic folks. Had the Holy Ghost 30 years, Pastor. And they are faithful folks. But they're known in the community as being grumps. They're known in the community as being folks that are almost unapproachable. And they're the type of folks, I'll just tell them what I think. I'm going to give them peace of my mind. Well, you better be careful because you only got so many pieces to give. And most folks don't want it. They don't even like that flavor. So what you do is you go around handing out chaos. Because rather than Prince of Peace thoughts... You're handing out your thoughts with a little bit of Holy Ghost sprinkled on it. Because you're just spiritual enough to know answers, but not how to convey them. It's like having, it's like giving a kid, a young person that has never been in construction, and you go over and hand them a nail gun. Say, hey, go frame that up for me. Okay. 
keep their hand on the trigger, put nails in their, in their legs. Just no training, no understanding. They just out there firing everywhere. What's sad is when it's somebody that's lived for God long enough uh, and they ought to have the peace of God uh, and they ought to know how to be able to go into situations and build. But because they haven't let the word of God really enter their heart. Now, I'm just going to tell you, one of the hardest, the older you get, young people, the older you get, get these lessons right now, right now, and start working on them because you'll work on them the rest of your life. Okay. But the older you get a hold or the younger you get a hold of this right now, the easier it's going to be. Because as I'm preaching, I can go, I, I, there's, there's certain folks right now I can go to. I could go to them right now. And not because I'm a big prophet or whatever. Just you live life long enough and you feel some things. I could go to some. And what I'm preaching is where they're living. But it's too, it's not impossible. But it's extremely difficult to build down your first, tear down your philosophies that you've lived by for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Because that's who I am now. And if I tear it down, I don't know who I am. And now, that's a good place to be. It's scary though. So I'm going to operate this way because it's God's just going to have to operate in the confines of who I am. Rather than who I want him to make me. And so the younger that you are to get a hold of this, the easier it becomes. I'm thankful that when I came to God, back to the Lord at 22, 23, and submitted to my pastor and the ministry. Because while I'm preaching today, I am not even, if my wife was here, she'd say, honey, you sounded like Brother Wilson several times or whatever. And, and I'm just going to tell you, I know that there's a degree of his anointing that's on me here in this service. Um. And, and I am telling you things that I learned sitting at 23, 24, 25 with attitudes and things I had been raised with and things that God had to address when I was 35. I told you when I was pastor and the Lord said, won't you let me be your father? That was a revelation but it was a tearing down of some things that I, from that moment to this, there are still times. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to approach you as my dad because I ain't got nobody to turn to, nobody to really talk to. So what do I do? When before, it was my survivor mentality, Pastor. I'm just surviving and I'll get you before you get me. Or... Nobody's going to get me, so I'll cut everybody off. Now, your pastor and I, we have a history going back some years, and there was, there was some time I, 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 was, I was wrong, and I had to apologize because I operated towards your pastor. Now, he'd never tell you this. I'm telling you this. I was wrong in some things that I wrote because I was operating old Savala God was merciful to me sister 
I wasn't trying to be a sinner, but I was operating. I'm not going to let anybody get in, and I'm going to put this hardness up first. And God, well, that's too honest for some of you. I can tell that right now. That's just, that's just woo, boy, that lays bare too many things. That's, that's too hard to do. Let me just tell you something, folks. The reason why I am here today is, is several things. One is God, and the other thing is I, may, I determined a long time ago, I'm just going to be honest and be who I am. And there's, I ain't going to go into all kinds of details. There's things I'm ashamed of. Ain't nobody knows, and only my wife knows. And some things she don't even know that was way prior to her and I. I'm going to tell you what I can talk about and and be transparent. I'm going to be it. You know why? Because there's some of you that are fighting some of the same things. And you're over there going, oh, nobody knows. And God, I could never do what they're doing. Let me tell you something. There ain't nobody here. The Bible said that every person comes under the same types of sins. And they, I'm paraphrasing. But they all fight the same things. And if we ain't honest with one another here, how in the world are we going to be honest out there in a world that is dying from superficiality and I don't want anybody to know and they got shame in their life I'm telling you God when peace really comes to areas in your life when peace really comes pastor let me tell you something when peace really comes you can talk about some things so here's what God's done well, doesn't that hurt anymore? No. Because I got the peace of God about it. I can't undo it. That's what I was. That's where I've been. But that's not where I am now. And if God could give me that peace, God can give the same peace to you. God's not the author of confusion. You're living... In confusion. Some want their family saved. And some want... Let me just tell someone... You something. I, I need to be done. I'm sorry. I, I didn't... Way too long. Don't mess with your families. Let them see the peace of God in your life. And just love them. The greatest witness you can be to your family most of the time is just that, a witness. I love you. Now, there's sometimes, and I've said it, there's sometimes you got to back away from family, cut it off. I love you, but I ain't going there with you. I ain't going to be involved in that. But I'm just going to be right with God and let peace, let the peace of God reign in your heart. The peace of God, Ephesians 4, verse 3. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. How can you go through some of the things that you go through after coming to God? I got the peace of God. In the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the all the stuff. Speaking of that, just come to mind. Randy. Does everyone say Randy? Does anybody eat at the Burger King over here? Does anybody ever stop at the Burger King over there? One person, Brother Nelson, help me out. You know what I'm saying? 
Whoppers are us, praise God. With cheese. Amen, that's what I'm talking about. Woo! I'm about ready to go right now. Randy works over there. I'm praying for Randy. I think I said his name was Scott or something like that. Oh, his name's Randy. Randy wants deliverance. Randy works a lot of hours over there. Anybody that thinks about it, when you go over there, ask for Randy. He asked for a church card yesterday. I gave one before he asked for another one. He probably lost or did something. I don't know what he did, but he can't come to services on Sundays or Tuesdays. He works over there is what he said. But he is open to some type of a Bible study. Our world, our world is looking for folks. Our world's looking for folks. I got, I got the peace of God that passeth all understanding. In the midst, in the midst of every situation. That old song says, peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit. Colossians, or Colossians rather, chapter 3 and verse 15. The book of Colossians. I'm, I'm finishing here. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God. It's a conscious decision. Peace will not violate your will. It's a matter of letting peace rule in your heart. Peace will not come in and throw you in a headlock. It will not body slam you. It will not put a gun to your head. If peace is going to be in your life, you've got to let it come in. And stay and rule. To the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. I don't have time to address everything in that verse. But it's time for some of us to really let the peace of God rule let it rule how do I do that preacher prayer holy ghost but a conscious decision every day when the situations arise let me tell you something we concentrate so much on the big stuff But we don't have big situations always happening in our lives. Usually, that's a product of a culmination of a whole bunch of little things. So how much are we allowing, letting the peace of God to rule the small things before we get to the major things? Now, Jesus, 
Lord, your people, God, have endured yet another message. Not just a message, though, Lord, of ministration to particular needs. God, I'm asking, Lord, that your peace would be allowed to reign. Your peace is available to all. But God, that it would be allowed to reign in every individual life that's here. And through that, God, the church collectively, we love you. We love you. Would you stand with me here today? And we lift our hands to the Lord. God, the peace of God that passeth all understanding is here right now. God, we want you to change situations. And you really do. And that brings peace. But God, there's also a peace that you can give us to go through. To endure. To endure. Help us, oh God, to let your word enter, God. To let peace enter and to rule. Not just in this service, but God, a decision, God, to do it daily. Daily, 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 daily. Peace, peace. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love, peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love one more time sing it as a prayer Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit. Forever I pray in fact.
the blood spillows of love. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I can't get over that there's somebody here that really, really needs this here today. Jesus, 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 Jesus. God, give somebody courage to tear down the walls that have stopped them from having true peace. Holy, holy, holy. The God of peace wants to sanctify somebody here holy. Holy. It's time to be sanctified holy with peace. With peace. With peace. With peace. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Thank you, Lord. 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 What a mighty, 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 mighty God we serve. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. And let the peace of God rule. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts today. I wonder if there's anybody here that wants to come pray. I know this isn't for everybody just yet right now. But I wonder if there's some folks here. God, I I want to be sanctified holy in peace today. Come on. If you feel that way today, I just want you to come and stand. I know some of you already kneel. Just stand with us, would you? It's not it's not for everybody here. I mean it affects everybody, but come on, God, there's a there's some areas in my life, God, I want I want peace holy in my life, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Holy in peace today. Come on, let's let's love the Lord together right now. Come on. Holy in peace, holy, sanctified holy today. Let the peace of God rule today. God, not just for today, God, but that your peace, God, your peace, oh God, would rule. Help me, oh God, to allow it to rule day by day by day. By day, whatever I have to do, God, to pull down the walls, help me, God, help me, God. Oh, I love you, Jesus. That's right. That's right. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we love you today, Jesus. The peace of God ruling. 
I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Come on. Come on. I, I understand this was for everybody in certain ways, but there are some that it's particularly to here right now. Lord, the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, God, to make up some firm determinations as much as we commit. God, to coming to church as much as we commit, God, to doing things, Lord, that we know we ought. Help us, God, to commit, to commit, God, to pulling down those places that keep peace.